0: In order to get started in real estate, you need one of a few things. You either need money or you need time uh, or knowledge or a network of other people.
1: Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, well, I don't even know where to start. It's been a busy couple of weeks here, but we got some good things going, man. Uh, how are things on your end?
0: Well, things are going well. I keep underwriting. I you know, found a few decent places uh, that actually you had me underwrite that uh, look like they're potential. So
1: uh, we'll see what comes of those. You never know. Um well, yeah, we, we, we talk about it all the time. You just don't know who yeah. knows, but this, this is, this is a crazy market, but Hey, you know, you got to keep on pushing forward. And I was just talking about it. That, so this weekend I was hanging out with some friends and their real estate, uh, people as well. Um, and, and really investors, I would call, uh, them. So they started, they did pretty well in real estate and, uh, they, they, you know, Invest a lot of different things. Anyway, so we were just talking about kind of the markets and what's going on, and of course, you just it's purely unpredictable. Um, You know that they had some properties that they sold, and asking me, you know, what what would they sell for now? And I said, I was like, oh man, you know. But at the same time, it's like they took their chips off the table to to off off. These small properties that they own to, to do other things. So, you know, so they've done well in their other investing, but you just don't know when when's the market can crash, where's it going? How do you do it? You know, but you've got to, in my opinion, just keep on pushing forward. And that's what you know, that's what I've done. That's what you know, they've done. They've done it obviously differently because they're not solely focused on real estate. But um, yeah. So, anyways, what are we talking about today, Matt?
0: We're going to talk about the, some various ways that you can get started in real estate investing. So kind of first steps uh, that you can branch out from there if you want.
1: All right. So first steps, and I'm going to really probably more or less position it towards multifamily, but you know this could be applicable to anything, any kind of commercial real estate, even single family, whatever you wanted. So how do you get started, Matt? How did you start? My
0: first uh, thing I did was I was a bird dog for another investor. So I connected with him and found out uh, what he wanted in properties. And then I went and knocked on doors and looked through tax records and things like that to find the specific kind of property in this uh, situation that he wanted.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. For me, it was um, really, it was a combination of two things. One was small single family rental houses And the other one was flipping. Actually, when I first started, I wanted nothing to do with flipping, uh, but very quickly realized that you know that 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 was a good avenue for me at least to start. And so, yeah, so I started buying like one to four family rental properties and started flipping houses. Uh, I also was doing uh, living in my own property that I you know would purchase live in that was foreclosed on that I would fix up as well to go into, to get some equity, to move into the next property. So that wasn't necessarily real estate investing, but it was a good way for me to build equity in my own single family house to be able to live where I live now with really very, very much no mortgage. So. Yep,
0: and that's fair. Like when I started, I I think uh, in order to get started in real estate, you need one of a few things. You either need money, or you need time, uh, or knowledge, or a network of other people. So I, I the only thing I had out of those was time. So I did grunt work of uh, you know working for these fees to be able to find these properties. You, know, you had that background in construction, so flipping seemed like a natural sort of thing for you uh, yeah. because you had that skill and, and knowledge.
1: Yeah, and. Yeah, exactly. And when I first, I didn't have a lot of money, uh, but I figured out ways to get in with the little bit of money I had, which is why I started honestly with single family homes because I really did want to buy a larger apartment building. When I first started, I just didn't see that as a possibility because I had you know like twenty thousand dollars in my bank account. So how would I go buy a fifty-unit or hundred-unit apartment building with fifty, you know, with twenty thousand dollars? It just didn't make sense. So yeah, I started, uh, you know, uh, buying small properties with as little bit of money as I could and, and actually started with private money too. Um, I found a, a partner to partner with that had some money or actually brought some money into the game um, to where we could get going. And I, as you said, I, I used my own skill set, which was construction. Uh, I'd done remodeling construction for years. And so I used that skill set to be able to actually get the renovations done for pretty cheap uh, overall price. You know, it's just just material, basically, and a little bit of labor for some things that I had to hire out. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: you know, I think most people... Uh, start out small with the small stuff uh, yep. before they have the concept that they can go big, but you don't, like, even if you don't have money, you can start big, but you just have to know how to, and and uh, have the right network to be able to
1: uh, do that. Um, well, let's start, let's talk ab- about that actually, Matt. So, so how do you start big? One way I think to start big is let's, let's, let's reposition this. So how do you start big? Well, one way is to have a bunch of money and, and just start buying big properties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have a great job or, or, you know, have a rich, you know, parent or uncle or something like that and just start big and great if you can. Uh, But how else do you start big without having a lot of money? And I think there's, I think, first of all, you just hit on one of them with the way you started bird dogging, you know, Matt, I mean, to have no experience if you, have, if you have very little experience, or maybe you even have some experience but with, with smaller properties, but if you've got very little experience, you could start by being fairly big by finding properties, talking with brokers, getting these things under contract, or at least tied up uh, enough to where you can bring them to a, a, you know, company that you've built a relationship with and get them sold. Um, you can, if you're working with like a developer, there's what's... Uh, oh, what's the name of it? I can't think of the name. It's 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 off, not not hitting me. But anyways, but basically, what you do is you figure out the land and get it rezoned and get it set up to where the developer can then take it over. Um, there's there's a niche for doing that. Is some all of this you can get either a paid for or b you can actually get some of the equity potentially I mean it does it depends on the deal right uh, who's going to give you equity and who's not and do you really want the equity with that company uh, so you got to really look at at that and, and how you've built your relationship but that's one way of doing it, is essentially doing some of the grunt work up front to get those properties tied up and that's that's a great way to get into potentially bigger properties now do you have full ownership of it absolutely not but it looks huge on your resume. When I'm first starting to talk with brokers, when I go, Hey, I'm ready to do this on my own. Uh, it looks massive when I can say, yeah, we, uh, I, I'm part owner of this and I've got ownership of this and, and I've worked on this deal and oh, remember me, yeah, we negotiated on this property. So is the credibility.
0: Yeah. I liked uh, Cameron Roy, who we had on a few weeks ago, had that analogy that uh, would you rather own all of a grape or, you know, a, a big chunk of a watermelon, you know um, which one's going to be worth more in the end. I mean, uh, so anyway yeah. uh, another way to get started in bigger, I think is to uh, you know get a, a mentor or a coach to teach you. And then you have access to their knowledge and their network uh, yeah. to be able to get big.
1: Yeah. And, and possibly depending on the coach possibly be to partner on on their deals possibly to bring money into their deals uh, possibly you know somehow be able to to be a part of their deals or also possibly to bring their bring your potential deals into their network and that might be into their their other coaching clients it might be into the network their their investor network whatever it might be but that's a, also a potential possibility mm-hmm as well. Um, the other thing, you know, is, is, is we talk about being a bird dog, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways to, to add that equity or a value. So, you know, finding the properties, bringing some money into the deal, um, you know, asset managing the deal. Um, you know, you can, you can be doing research Do even if maybe you're good at technology, maybe it's part of, part of that, uh, the systems and technology aspect of it. So there's so many ways, or maybe it's a combination um, of specific things. So I think, you know, those are all big things that you can bring to a potential partnership or, or a company that's already established.
0: Yeah. And if you find a property and you don't have the money, you can also do a creative financing. You know, if the seller is willing to do seller financing or maybe a master lease option, uh, then you can get ownership in a a bigger place uh, without much money on your own that you want to have.
1: Yeah. You know, so that's true. um, Certainly, but I would want to say that's you still want to make sure you have money, right? And, and maybe you can get a pretty good deal. And I got a great deal on 120 unit that I, that I negotiated and we got in for pretty cheap. But at the same time, it still did take money. It, so, it still took some substantial money. It would have taken probably, you know, two and a half million to get the deal done. And it only took me 1.4 million to get the deal done. But that's still a lot of money. Now on a smaller scale, of course, you know maybe it would take instead of two hundred, you know, and fifty thousand, it'd take one hundred and forty thousand. But again, you still have to have money for that. So one of the things along with that is, and so I like that idea, Matt. um, Getting some creative financing in place, Um, we and there's all kinds of ways to do that, but then find. Other people with money, and that was one way I started. Is most of the deals that I did, I brought in people that had money and partnered with them, and so I gave them a, a return on their investment. They were the capital, and I, I was the the grunt. I was the labor. I was getting the work done. I was making sure the success of the property happened right. And I still do that today, right, with my syndications. So, um, you know, finding money to invest in your deals is big. And I think a lot of people hesitate to bring in money because they don't have the experience. And although I do encourage people to gain experience, you, you somehow you have to gain that experience. If you're a very trustworthy person, if you can bring the right partners and the right teams to in place, and you can get the project done that you say you're going to do and execute on your business plan, why shouldn't people trust you with their money? One of the things I think I had going for me when I was bringing in private money, uh, car, uh, several things, but I was very trustworthy. I was going to do what I you know, promised I was going to do. Uh, but the other thing is, I actually knew what I was doing with construction. So I didn't have, had all the flipping knowledge, but I knew how to fix properties up. So push comes to shove, I can get this project done. Do you know how to manage people? Do you know how to put teams together? You know, take your knowledge and go, okay, can people trust me with this project? And hire that mentor, like you said. Like If if you're, if you're going, well, I'm missing some pieces, either find the partner that has those pieces or find a mentor that can fill those gaps. Like Then people can trust you.
0: And that, those are great points. I mean, back to the part about like investing or like, you know, doing the creative financing. Yes. You absolutely still need some money. It doesn't have to be your own, but uh, right. if there's rehab or, or you need some reserves on the side, just in case, uh, you know, things fall behind. Yeah. Uh, and if you go into with no money at all, if anything goes wrong, you're screwed.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's, and that's a great point. Even if you can work a deal that is zero money out of pocket, um, you have to have capital. Like you have to have reserves. And it's not like I'm going to build up the reserves out of cash flow. Well, what happens if that reserve need comes before the cash flow? What happens if the cash flow doesn't happen where, the way you thought it was going to? You know, it's like, yeah, you have to have capital uh, on any deal. So bringing in private capital is a great, in my opinion, a great move. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing is a line of credit. If you have a, a access to a line of credit, um, you know, way to, way to tap into that, that that's another okay move too.
0: Mm-hmm. And that works great for rehab, uh, you know, when you need it as well. If you, you know, anyway, uh, other ways to get started, like I would say some of these are more small sort of things, uh, like house hacking or, or um, yeah. doing the Burr method.
1: Yeah. So, so what's what's house hacking? Some people don't know what that means.
0: Yeah. So, that's especially with one to four unit uh, properties where you live in part of the property yourself and then you rent out the rest. Uh, So, if it's a single family house, maybe you rent out a room or two. And, um, or if it's a fourplex, yeah, fourplex, yeah, yeah. yeah, fourplex, you, you you know, live in one and you rent out the other three. But because it's a a four unit or less, you can still get residential um, financing or financing on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then the Burr strategy, you know, that's this popular acronym, but it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. So that's buying, renovating, right?
0: Yep. Buy, rehab, it? rent, refinance, repeat.
1: Okay. So then that's, that's what I did, honestly. I mean, that's, that's how I built my rental portfolio. I'd buy a property, I'd renovate the thing. And we would get a tenant there and then I'd get a loan on it or refinance it if I already had a loan on it but get a loan on it and then my money would come back into my pocket and I'd do it again and I'd do it again and continue to do that and if I you know I would take some flipping profits and in so yeah that's that's how I built my portfolio I was able to get to about 100 units doing that
0: awesome yeah so you use essentially the same investment capital to buy the first property and then mm-hmm. reinvest that to the next the next the next,
1: the next next and next next and you continue on and yeah, you could do that uh, you know, over and over. Well, there's limitations, so you got to figure out how to do it. You got to get creative, right? So for me, like, uh, there was only a way to get four loans in your own personal name. So I had to figure out, okay, how do, how do I get a, a fifth loan, sixth loan? I brought in a couple of partners. Okay, now how do I get a seventh loan, eighth loan? Uh, I figured out that local banks would lend to me, but it would be on a commercial type note oh, okay. So now I'm doing that. And so you just, you got to be able to figure out how to push on. I think a lot of people get stuck and they don't think, oh, there's another way that, nope, I'm just done. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. And if you have uh, too many loans in your name and you can't get any more, then you can always
1: refinance into a portfolio
0: loan, uh, which is like multiple properties under one loan.
1: Yeah. Yep. 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 Or or like I said, go to that commercial. Commercial route and these local banks, the commercial route, they don't care how many loans you have. As long as you're cash flowing, you could have, I, I, like I said, I had like a hundred loans. They didn't care. I just, it was cash flowing. So the numbers worked.
0: And you tell some good stories of how it's uh, you've experienced it. It's so much easier to get commercial loans sometimes than personal loans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I can, I can qualify for, you know, 10 plus 15, $20 million dollars commercial loans but personal loan because of just just my business and and all that kind of stuff it's it's next to impossible for me to get anything in the personal side um they underwrite me and they look at me cross-eyed like what's going on but i got all kinds of you know depreciation cost segregation going on um it just it's just a confusing story when you look at my tax returns are like i i don't even know how to look at this yep so half the time, I don't know how to look at it. So <laughs> that's why I pay a good CPA. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, what, what else? I, I'm sure we're missing some stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think. Um, you know,
0: yeah. I was going to say, if, uh, if you have some money, then a good way to uh, start is to invest passively with somebody else. Uh, perhaps that's with a partner or what through a syndication or crowdfunding. Uh, and then you can really learn a lot about real estate, but through that way.
1: Yeah, that's something I really wish I would have done. I didn't know it was really a possibility um, in my early kind of stage, but I wish I would have done that because now looking back, it's like, wow, I would have been able to learn a lot. I likely would have gotten my um, you know, toes wet earlier and been able to actually go into the field that I wanted to. So I actually get quite of investors myself that will talk to me. They want to do this business and they passively invest with me on one or two deals, maybe even a couple more, but they're learning as they go. And that's that's like their main goal is to learn. And then they're doing it on their own. Uh, and I've gotten a couple people that are like, you know what, I like—I don't think I want to be active. And I really like this passive thing. And you know what? I'm just going to keep on giving you my money. Um, and And we're going to, You know, take that money and continue to do good on it. So it doesn't mean that's the way to go. You know, I'm not trying to tell anybody to invest with me and then only invest with me. But, but you got to do what works for you too. So that's a great way to do it is to invest passively with somebody and uh, really learn from them. You learn the good from them. You learn like, oh, I don't really like how they do this. Oh, I like the the portal that they use for this. Oh, I like the systems that they got going on for this. Oh, I, I wish they would have communicated with me more often, or wow, they communicate a lot. I really like how much they communicate, you know, whatever you're going to learn the quirks, some of the course of the business, you're going to learn some of the things you like and don't like, and you're going to get, honestly, when you surround yourself with what you want to do, you're just going to be more comfortable doing it at the head of that out. Yeah. Um, man, swimming, jumping—I don't plug my nose when I jump in, so I get freaking no. So like, I'm all stuffed up. It'll take like two days for it to like just drain out of my head. Oh wow! I need to start plugging my nose. I was talking to my (laughs) wife. I gotta start plugging my nose. I just—it's just not like the habit to do that. They got nose plugs that uh, you just attach. I think they would fall off if you're jumping twenty feet. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I know you
0: provide uh, free education to your passive investors through your newsletters, through your website uh, on an ongoing basis.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously you have to invest, right? But, but well, quite frankly, you don't, Um, but yeah, you're getting a good free education and, you know, to, to get the full experience. Yeah. You have to invest and you get a free education and you're making some money too. I mean, so you get to make a little bit of money you get to learn you get to get the experience you get comfortable around it i mean that's that's it's actually a really good avenue to go but it does take money right so you have to have some money to be able to do it if you don't well then 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 no but i get some people i'd say that a lot of the people that do this with me have 401k money right and they can convert it to a, a like a Uh, self-directed IRA. And instead, thats I don't want to say you can't invest in your own deals, but it's a lot easier to get compliance with investing in somebody else's deal on the IRA. So if you got a self-directed IRA, so what I get a lot of people like they get cash, they might have a little bit of cash, but they're like, hey, I want to use that cash for my own deals. So I don't want to I wouldn't want to invest that in your deal. But then they got this, a bucket over here and they got, you know, hundred or a couple hundred thousand or whatever it is. And they're like, yeah, I'll take some of that money and I'll put it into your deals. And, and so now this money that really I can't touch or is harder to touch on my own deal, I'm going to put it in your deal. I'm going to learn. And then I still got this working capital over here that I can use for my own deal. And that makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, you know, we kind of already talked about this, Matt, but I mean, partnerships are huge. I think networking is massive and just being around people that are doing it, figuring out ways to add value. I think that that's that, that, in my opinion, is the best way to get started. Surround yourself with people that are that are already in the business. But here's the here's the thing. A mentor is great that has a lot of experience, that's been in the business for a long time, okay? But a partner, you're probably looking for somebody who hasn't been in the business for a really long time and who has a big portfolio because it's a lot harder to add value to them if you're first kind of beginning. Now, I don't wanna tell you not to try that, right? Because there's certain things certainly you can do, but to get the equity into the deal and that it's it's definitely more challenging. So you've yeah. got to think of where where's that other person at, where are you at and how can we align? And I don't want to try to like shy, like make you go, oh, well, I don't have any experience. I got to find somebody else that has no experience. That's not what I'm saying. I actually think you need to find somebody that has some experience. Um, and, and again, can plug your holes, right? Everybody's got some strengths and weaknesses. You want to find people that can, plug those, plug those weaknesses. So I don't think you should shy away from somebody who's got some experience, but just be aware if, like, you're trying to approach a company that's got, you know, 5,000 multifamily units that it's going to be tough to become their business partner, right? It's going to be tough to get equity into their deals. So that's fair.
0: Uh, but there's you know, various ways you can add value. But like you said,
1: still ways um, you, you can know. add value, and still I wouldn't shy away from trying to add value to those people. I'm not trying to say that maybe you can work yourself into those equity of the deals. But if you're really looking for business partners, I find it it's a lot more advantageous to go with somebody who's maybe got a couple deals done versus you know has done you know forty deals, fifty deals.
0: Yeah, I think it all comes down to you. Know, you start off by educating yourself. Through books, podcasts, uh, meetup groups, conferences, network with other people by adding value to them first. And then uh, perhaps most importantly, take action. Because if yeah. you, you do all that stuff, but you don't take action, it's for nothing.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, getting to know people. Taking action is huge. Getting to know people in the industry is so huge. And it's easier than it's ever been, right? We interview one person every single week, every single week. We have one person that we're interviewing on this podcast. That's a person you get to know every single week. Are you reaching out to them? Did you have a phone conversation with them? Did you exchange emails with them? Some of them aren't going to be good fits for partners, but a lot of them are good for networking and getting to know and learning from, and just a short conversation. Again, you're surrounding yourself with these people that are doing big things. It's going to become second nature when you start hearing these words and you start thinking about this. It's like, yeah, this is just how I think now, all of a sudden, when I look back at how I got to where I am, a lot of it was just surrounding myself with the right people And taking action. And when I look at when I got stuck, Matt, I think every time I get stuck and don't go forward, it's because I'm not surrounding myself with people that where I want to go. Right. And the other part of course is I'm not taking that action, but that action is usually I'm not surrounding myself with the people that I want to be around or I should be around. Yeah, you need
0: the right mindset and that uh, your core group of people that you surround yourself with uh, help you with that mindset.
1: Yep, yep. Well, cool, man. You got anything else to add?
0: Uh, I just wanted to say one thing with your, uh, the guests that you interview on Mondays, very few of our listeners actually reach out to them and they're more than happy to have people reach out. So if you actually call them or or email them or or whatever, uh, they'll be happy to talk to you. So do that.
1: A hundred percent. I would say unless it falls through the cracks, pretty much hundred percent of the people that reach out to me, I have, I-, I have a conversation with someone might be just a fairly short email conversation or phone conversation, but uh, I-, I would say almost a hundred percent of them, again, so, maybe one or two fall through the cracks, but I don't think so. I try to make sure I'm attentive 10 up to everybody. Um, but uh, when I'm on somebody else's podcast, I don't get that many people that reach out to me and and it's the same for everybody. So yeah, take advantage and reach out to them. They're not getting bombarded with emails and phone calls. Very good. All right. That's all I got. Awesome. Well, that was good stuff. You have a fantastic rest of the day. And, uh, for all the listeners, if you're wanting to get going, just take action in any kind of business and any kind of, You know, venture. You got to take action. You got to start surrounding yourself with the people that are, and uh, it'll come. So, Matt, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe the rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureD.com properties.com venture and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication and i've got some data points in there some really good stuff for you so i'd love to have you take a look at that it's free i'm not expecting anything from it